All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. I almost hesitated there. It's been a little bit. <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> no, but uh, if you're just joining us, uh, if you're a regular listener, you might have noticed that we uh, took a little bit of a hiatus there for a couple of weeks. Uh, I know, Eric, you were having some tooth problems, and then I also- Well, was... tooth that turned into jaw problems. Oh, and right. Then, yeah. Yeah, don't put off dentist appointment, kids. It's, it's an important it's thing. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you need your jaw to do podcasts. Yeah, and opening your mouth all the way is a nice thing to do. <laughs> uh, but yes, but we're finally back, uh, and we are back just in time to cover WandaVision. Um, it kind of worked out anyway, because the WandaVision comes out on Fridays, the day after our podcast. Yeah, it's weird. So it kind of makes sense for us to wait and then talk about the whole thing anyway. So it worked out. Yeah. Um, to talk about kind of where we've been and what, our, what we've been doing and what our plans are, um, as, we, as we talked about, the plan for today is to talk about... Uh, uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch, uh, written by Steve Englehart, came out back in 1985. Uh, it's a 12-issue series, um, kind of about just them, you know, just being parents. It's kind of a lot like WandaVision in some ways. Yeah, it's got a lot of elements. Yeah. Um, it's not as, like, you know, mindfuckery as uh, WandaVision is. Not that it goes that far into it, but yeah. it's, it's much more straightforward in this comic. But a lot of the elements you can clearly see are in that show. Oh, absolutely. So this ended up being a good one to adapt, because I can tell even reading this comic that the people who watched the show read this specific comic. Oh, definitely. Because, like, yeah. uh, just one example before we get into it, like Glamour and Illusion, the yep. magicians, that's a direct reference. That's yeah. definitely, yeah, totally. Um, so just, like, one little thing. So this ended up being a good one to cover. Mm-hmm. So that's our plan for today is talk about all, all of WandaVision, the show, and then talk about this comic. Uh, we have a couple plans coming uh, moving forward uh, that have kind of changed now that we know the dates on some things. Uh, next week is a little bit more open, so I think we'll, we'll discuss that maybe at the end again. But we have some options. I'll bring yeah. them up right now in case you want to. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, uh, we're over at Agents of Podcast. If you want to weigh in on this, uh, just tell us what you know of these options sounds the most appealing. Maybe I can even put up a poll. Um, Anything but, besides Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> we've been we on need, a big we, stretch. We need to take a Marvel break. So anything yeah. that's not Marvel, um, yeah, yeah. we've been covering Marvel since uh, all of 2021 so far, if you count Star Wars, which yeah, you should. basically. Uh, so yeah, so we need to take a break from that because we're going to be coming back soon enough too. So we yeah, really yeah. need to take a break because that um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. show is coming out relatively soon. So I'd like to... Do not marvel until that comes out. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, um, so, but we got some time. Uh, unfortunately, one of the things that comes out in that interim is the Snyder Cut, which <laughs> yeah. I already told people we would cover because, yeah. for better or worse, that movie's going to have stuff to talk about, I think. Exactly. It'll be something. I don't know if you saw, but they made uh, Steppenwolf spiky. Oh, yeah. He's all shiny now. <laughs> he's sh- spiky and shiny. Spiky so. and shiny. So, that's what that, that's your uh, hard-earned money going to work out there at HBO. <laughs> Any, was... Anyone who pays for an HBO subscription, get ready for your money uh, to go to work here. Yeah, here's the payoff. <laughs> So, unfortunately, we're going to be doing that. Thankfully, it's only a one-week thing. I think when we watch it, we're going to have to split that across two days. We'll I don't know if I can make one one watch There's going to have to be an intermission. So, I, I think yeah. it'll be kind of funny to see what point we turn it off halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be... I don't know how the, it's going to play out in the movie, but I think it's cut into chapters. What? Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, like it's ta- like Tarantino style almost. I think if at any point I hear the Joker say it's a society, I think that's when I have to turn it off. I don't care for like 10 <laughs> if minutes If there's a in, chapter that's called This is Society. This is Society. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Yeah, so unfortunately that is on the docket. Uh, yeah. But the bright side is we can uh, read some Grant Morrison Justice League. Which I think will be fun. I reread that recently. Sad, no, I'm yeah, anything Grant Morrison. I reread that comic about. recently, and I think it's really fun. So I think it'll be worth reading. Um, and it's got a really good Justice League roster too. It's got like all the Justice League members you'd want on the roster, like cool. to see Grant Morrison, right? You know, the classics: Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, uh, uh, Wally West, Flash, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, uh, Aquaman's in there too, with the hook and everything. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And uh, there's a really good Dark Side story in there, so I think that would play out perfectly yeah, i'm trying to think if i've ever read a grant morrison flash was flash in final crisis uh yes yes he was oh yeah there's a little bit in there yep if you want to see grant morrison flash they did write uh flash for an arc back in the 90s oh really uh yeah it was right after the uh mark wade run hmm. uh Grant Morrison wrote it with Mark Miller. Gross. But <laughs> I'm sure they, they that. did that a lot back then. <laughs> uh, those two worked together a lot. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it was. It was uh, a, a, like a six issue or 12 issue Flash story. I can't remember. Okay. It was all about like this uh, th- thing called like the Dark Flash or like the the Death Flash. I can't remember. I haven't read it myself. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So options for next week uh, before we went off on that Snyder Cut tangent. Mm. We were thinking indie at first, so there's some indie options. Yeah. Uh, there's The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which was recommended to us, because that would be an interesting one. Yeah. Because that movie is terrible, and it made Sean Connery <laughs> quit acting, which I think is fascinating. Wait, that was the movie? Yeah. Sean oh, Connery Lord. said that acting in that movie made him quit acting. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who directed that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> they have Huckleberry Finn in that movie. Oh, it, it's a mishmash. Or no, is it Tom Sawyer? I can't remember. But I think it's Tom Sawyer. I think Sawyer. it's like Tom Sawyer, but he's like an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else should he be? <laughs> After I faked my own funeral, the only way to go was join the FBI. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fit right in. <laughs> So that's an oh, option. Uh, Ninja Turtles was one we've been yeah. talking about doing. Um, I think if we do Ninja Turtles for a one-off, we should do like an animated Ninja Turtles one, though. Okay. Because the, the movies are a very clear trilogy. I yeah, don't yeah. separate those. Yep. Um, <laughs> they have a very special place in my heart. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of good animated uh, uh, T- uh, TMNT stuff. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other one-offs I'm forgetting. We've talked about like The Mask. There's some yeah. random ones. Uh trying to think what else. Steel. Steel would be an interesting yep. one. Um, the only hard part is finding Sonic. It- Sonic would be interesting <laughs> because I again I have no idea what to expect from those Sonic comics. No idea. Um, if we don't decide by the end of this episode, we'll let you know on Twitter. So again, follow us at Agents of Podcast if you want to read ahead with us. Um, after that, I think we're pretty open. Like I said, we have plans for um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I don't know when we'll start talking about that because it's going to be kind of like Wandavision where we're going to wait till the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it still might be a couple months before we talk about that. Is, uh, is Black Widow still on the schedule? It's on the schedule somewhere. I don't know where. Still on, still open. Yeah, those Mar- Marvel is being incredibly stubborn with those movies. Yeah. Um, because that's the thing. We'll talk about it more at the end of this episode when we get to Wandavision. But just so you to throw one thing out there, there was supposed to be a two month gap between Wandavision and uh, Doctor Strange two. Oh really? Did you know that? Yeah, Doctor Strange two is supposed to come out in like May, like Damn. early May and of the, this year. And I'm assuming that doesn't even have a release date. No, all the all we know is that it's going to be in 2022 20, sometime. Yeah, yeah. yeah, gotcha. So it's going to be like a year from now. Yeah, that, that, that's why that show ended with so many cliffhangers. Yeah, they're, they're only going to have to wait a couple months. Oh shit, a global pandemic. <laughs> I was going to say that final end credit scene at the end of WandaVision was definitely a lead into right. Doctor Strange. So. so, so yeah, so that'll be a thing. Um. And there's some ideas we've had on the table for a while that I don't know fit right here, but we'll get to eventually, like finishing up our Superman series. Mm-hmm. Definitely a list a, a priority for me. Um, that Hellboy series I found out was on HBO, so yeah. I'm incredibly interested in that now. Yep. Um, because we left off at a good place in Hellboy to come back to as well. Yeah, we were thinking something like that or Spawn too, but then those are also two picks we could save for Halloween. Oh, month, Hellboy could be safe for Halloween too, actually. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. So actually, and that, that's the thing is, I mean, I, it probably would be smart to hang on to those because there's going to be a smaller barrel for that. You're right. Yeah, there's going to be less to reach from, like, yeah. especially when we get to like next year. Then we're going to be like, oh fuck, there's literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's going to be nothing. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a good option there. Um, because that's the one thing about this podcast is is eventually if we if we keep going at the pace we're going. We could we're run. Gonna, we're gonna run out of stuff. Yeah, easily. Especially with the pandemic. There's. No I was gonna say yeah. We're we've covered a lot of the backlog. The pandemic, this, so. like when that first happened, I was like, oh, this will be easy. We'll catch up on some stuff. We're yeah. now in like officially year two of the pandemic now. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. We're we're definitely we, making we a might, dent. We might have a series finale on this podcast. We're like, we've covered them all. <laughs> <laughs> There's none left. We did them all. <laughs> and then we start the Invisibles. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess now we just have to make our own adaptations. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Ourselves. Well, actually, no, they are making an Invisibles adaptation. I've yeah. heard that's chugging along, so we'll see. Oh, I would love to. That would be amazing. That I would really be hope dope. it's good. I I don't know, but we'll see. I, I heard I heard Grant Morrison's like involved in it, so that gives me hope. Because Grant Morphin, Morphin. Grant Morphin, <laughs> Power Rangers, <laughs> Grant Morphin. <laughs> but I, I heard that Grant Morrison is like involved in that show. They've been involved in a lot of their own TV show adaptations. I guess I mean because he's been doing a lot. They've been doing a lot of that right. with uh, Brave New World and and, uh, and uh, Grant Morrison uh, was involved too. And Happy, yeah, Grant Morrison was directly involved in that show. Yeah. So, um, so I think I think it's uh, good chances. I, I like our odds. Yeah, for sure. And we've had a good uh, kind of just collection of uh, indie comic adaptations recently. Yeah. Um, when does Lock and Key season two come out? I I feel like did, I just did that saw, get delayed by COVID. I or think did, I saw some teasers about that, so I think that might be decent. Uh, maybe summer, spring. Was that like a Wandavision situation where they got most of the filming done and they were and they just had to edit it? I think they had already finished most of it. Because that's yeah. really what it relies on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because yeah. if they were rel- relying on filming, we have a while. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but that, I would love to come back to that because we still got to finish Lock and Key. Oh yeah, I think we could even finish uh, uh, Lock and Key. The next uh, season two, we might be able to finish the comic. Probably, yeah. Because um, and that would be fine because there's lots of other Lock and Key stories. We could do yep. the one-offs, and then after that, we could even do the Sandman crossover. Yeah, and you never know if the show is going to keep going for how long or whatever. Right. So it'd be nice to finish the like the main series for sure. Um, but then, yeah, but but I mean that's the thing too is there are a lot of adaptations on the horizon. Oh yeah, it's just, for sure. Will people? When's take, it going to come out? Is anyone going <laughs> to 
don't wear a mask, is anyone going to take their vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> Are we ever going to be out of this? Exactly. So that's the question. That's the real question. Oh, totally. So if you want more of this podcast, please wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, be smart. <laughs> if Do it for no other reason but this. <laughs> it's the most important. <laughs> but without further ado, uh, we will be getting into our comic for uh, this week, which is going to be, as I mentioned, The Vision and The Scarlet Witch, a 12-issue limited series from 1985. Uh, first issue came out October 1st, if anyone's wondering. And if you want to know what else, this issue costed a dollar and 25 cents. Yeah, what times? Good memories. <laughs> Don't you love your $5 comics? Love inflation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this uh, story was written by Steve Englehart, uh, pencils by Richard Howell, inks by Andy uh, Mashinsky, letters by uh, L. Lois uh, Buhalis, and colors by Jay Jackson and A. Phillips. No first name included, unfortunately. Because I guess they just didn't have room. Couldn't make room for yeah. them. <laughs> um, they do that a lot in these older comics, I'm noticing. That never yeah, happens nowadays. That's a major shame. That never happens nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, oh, sorry, there it's wasn't like a, room. It's like a deal you got to work out with your agent. Like, sorry, yeah. I couldn't get your full name on the cover. You couldn't just make the box a little wider? <laughs> nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't stretch it. All you'd have to do is like cover up a little more of the Vision's body. Can't I was going to say, <laughs> just use some wall space or something. Yeah. The story, to be honest, going through this, there's a lot of positive things and some things that kind of bum me out, to be honest. Um, not in like a bad way where I think it's a rip on the comic. I just think this... The one thing that I was disappointed in is I think this was a lot more tied into uh, continuity than I was hoping things it was going to be. Things that were happening, yeah. Yeah, because there's so many like editor's notes of like, did you read Avengers 256 from last week? I'm like, no, I'm reading this in 2020. Yep. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and even beyond that, there are a lot of notes. I, I, again, I think that's a sign of the times where someone will bring up someone's name or something and it'll be someone you've just read in the last issue and there'll be like an asterisk note be like, that's their neighbor. Be like, yeah. I don't need to know that. I, I know. <laughs> I've been reading this for 10 issues. Yeah, like I, I, we just read that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an old thing because like I said, we've talked about this before and a lot of older comics, yeah. they weren't expecting you to read every issue. Yeah, totally. But this would this would also be a weird one to pick up on like issue seven. Very this strange. This would be very strange. Because it's a very niche run. And like... it's a 12 issue run. Just read the whole thing. Yeah, it's not that long. <laughs> Uh, yeah, who's yeah. just popping in and out for that? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, if it's an ongoing, sure. Yeah, like, if yeah. you want to jump on Batman 294, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it does, uh, and there's a lot of, like, kind of, I didn't realize, I mean, I, I knew the backstory of the Vision, but I didn't realize just how convoluted it was until it's... I saw it explained about five <laughs> times. Yeah, it's, they very over I'll, it. I'll backtrack it, because there's a lot to this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the origin of the Vision is just, like wild in the comics honestly i'm I, I think out of the ones that i know which isn't a lot uh pro mcu's is probably my favorite I think, I think it's the coolest concept it's a simplified version of this because they basically just cut out because the weird thing is he has like three origins oh yeah in this but it's they, like three it's like three steps that like took to make it yeah because to go over it because it's one of the first things they explain here the way that and for those who don't know too because yeah. this is not uh, information that they really talk about anymore because it's so convoluted yeah they just basically go he's a robot avenger let's move on yep <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to talk about it because it'll take a while to explain. Do you want to learn who the Human Torch was? You don't. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it starts out with, and I don't mean the Human Torch you're thinking of. No, no. It's no. more convoluted than that. It's a different one. Um, there's an, a group uh, in during World War II called the Invaders. I mean, that's not obscure. They're pretty well known. It was like Captain America, Bucky, and Namor. And okay. then also the, the, human, the original Human Torch, which is a really old school Marvel character. Um, I don't know if the, the Fantastic Four Human Torch is based on that. I would have to assume it is. Just I mean, a different I would, character. Yeah, I would hope it, not just like a copy and paste of the I name. think it's one of those situations where they just took the design and the superhero name and just redid it. Yeah. Is what I think. But I, I could be wrong. Which, I mean, makes sense. It's a decent idea. It's oh, a decent, Infernal like, Comic template. that happened all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's basically how it started. There was this uh, android called the Human Torch um, that they didn't know was an android who fought alongside them in World War II. Yeah. And we're told that that actually is the same body that the Vision nowadays uses. Yep. Um, just none of the memories of the Human Torch are there. It's all been burned away. And then, again, we're not done yet. If you think it's complicated oh, that's now, not it. that's step one. Yeah. <laughs> step two is um, this... Avengers plot happened where someone found the body of the Human Torch and then started to put the brainwaves of Simon Williams, the Wonder Man, into his brain to basically mm -hmm. make like a Wonder Man clone, yeah. which, first of all, nobody, nobody wants one Wonder Man, <laughs> let alone two. Yeah. Nobody wanted a second Wonder Man. No. no one asked for the first one. Nope. <laughs> um, sorry, Wonder Man fans, all <laughs> three of you. Um, 
And then after that, so now we have this robot who thinks he's Wonder Man. He's captured by Ultron and then reprogrammed to be his like robot minion. Yeah. And then after that, he's rescued by the Avengers and he joins, and then he's Vision yep. from that point on. So at that point, we finally have our character, but we have to go through so many steps to get there. <laughs> and it's important too. It does come up because he's got family connections. Yeah, because with- his, both his brothers like come into play. Yeah. And so like it, it's all pretty heavily tied in. Because for all intents and purposes, he starts out as Simon Williams. Yep. Like that's the weird part is this Vision pretty much is Simon Williams. Just at, at this point, they branched into two different directions. Yeah. And kind of just accepted their own different identities. Yep, which is kind of the one of the cool angles of like this run, and which uh, WandaVision near the end kind of hooked on to like that idea with the whole like ship, like of Theseus. Perseus's ship or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah Theseus. Theseus, yes, yeah, yeah. So like, and like they play off that idea a lot, and it's cool because it's like it's kind of like uh, what do they call that? Like trans uh, hum- uh, like consciousness or whatever. Oh, where right, it's like, yeah, yeah. like cyberpunk, where you can like. Uh, you know, kind of take your consciousness and put it into an AI or, like or whatever. Black Mirror, San Junipero kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like they play off that idea, which is pretty cool and works yeah, and a and lot. And that's the thing is like, once you know that information, they do play off it in interesting ways. Oh yeah. Because there's like an, a, a part later where him and Simon Williams actually have this really like touching moment where it's like, why should we be at odds with each other? Like we're the same. We're like brothers. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, we are. We're like family. And from that point on, they are literally brothers. Yeah. Like they they actually like act like brothers and uh, kind of play with each other like uh, off like that. Yeah, exactly. And then it also gives him a relationship with the Grim Reaper, who was Simon yeah. Williams's brother, uh, and gives him kind of an antagonist to work off of. So they do make it work. Like they, and there is a, uh, there's good things to say about that. Taking the continuity that you're handed, oh, yeah. and spinning it into gold. Yeah, they made it work. Yeah. The only, it's just tough when you go back and this you have to catch up on all this. You nonsense. have to spend like eight pages explaining that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's good, but I don't know if it's a net game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but where this issue or where this series really shines is I think, cause at the first two issues I wasn't loving for a nah. couple of reasons, a, because the first issue is, is fine. It's just them like fighting zombies and then they yeah. confront the Grim Reaper. It's fine. Yeah. The second issue is tough because it ties into like a whole Avengers thing that's going on. So when I'm reading it, I'm like, I'm not, this isn't for me. Like yeah. I don't understand what's happening. Like this isn't going to work for me unless I go back and read that whole Avengers arc. Yeah. So I got enough of the gist to go through the rest of the story. But I think by the time like they actually get to the suburbs, I think that's when the comic gets good, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think that's where the real like uh, bread and butter of this is. Because when they're just writing like Vision and Scarlet Witch, it's just like two people like living in the suburbs. It's it's pretty good. They have like you know like fun interactions and like different s- plots that they get into. And there's a really good uh, issue like where like uh, there's like a thank a home Thanksgiving that they host. Like that's oh, the yeah. best issue I think. Yeah, Magneto comes to dinner. Yeah, oh, that's so good. <laughs> Magneto's fantastic in this comic. Oh yeah, no, he's great. Anytime Magneto shows up. I was all on. I was like, it was a page turner for me. Like, oh, they, ab- do, they do make Nudo really good in this. Absolutely, yeah. And that's the thing I should set up too. Um, a lot of people at this point, it's a, like a, a trivia thing. A lot of people know that Magneto is the father of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Yeah. But it wasn't always the case. That was actually a, a retcon in the 80s. Okay. Because they started out as just Avengers. Like they just had their own origins. They were both just Avengers. Gotcha. Um, but then actually, a couple, like I think a year before this story came out that we're reading, they had. Uh, a story also called Vision and the Scarlet Witch. It just got relaunched. That's what we're reading. Um, but the first one was all about just them learning their ties to Magneto. It was basically a story going, ha-ha, did you know this twist? <laughs> uh, Magneto is your father. And they were like, no! Yeah, and they, they kind of have to brush off. Or, well, it, it comes up with Wanda where it's like, yeah, remember when you kind of kept us prisoner for like Yeah, because they years? served in the Brotherhood <laughs> of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Yep. It's like, that it's like, was well, great. Well, sorry, I didn't know you were my kids. So, I mean, cut, cut me a little <laughs> Does uh, that slack. make it okay? Uh, no. <laughs> Not really. But it, and I think, honestly, I might prefer it where they're just Avengers because they never tie into the X-Men stuff like they should. Either one I of was going to say, like, I feel like that's why you would do it. And, like, the, the only times... Up. Oh, sorry, what? But, it, but that, so that doesn't come up a lot? They never really, like, do anything with the X-Men? It, it comes up, but honestly, the most memorable stories where, like, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are involved with the X-Men are okay. not favorable. Gotcha. Like, the most famous one is, like, House of M, where, like... The whole one is about, like, it's just about, like, Scarlet Witch just, like, uh, going through this trauma that causes her powers to go haywire. Okay. And at the end, she says, like, no more mutants, which causes a bunch of mutants uh, to lose their powers. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that it, it sets up for some, a lot of, it was a huge event. Gotcha. Um, but that's the most, that, that's the thing she's most well known for, is just, like, mutant kind of just, like, power nullification, like, genocide, basically. Like, uh, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Not a, not a great look. Yeah. Um. So, it, it, her Avengers stuff is where her best stories are, so it's, like... Just lean into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, lean that way. Um, but at the same time, Magneto is the highlight of this comic. So depends yeah. how you use it, I guess. True. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but it kind of sets up, um, Agatha Harkness shows up briefly in one of these issues as well. It sets up a thing where, like, they're going up against the witches of New Salem, and they get captured by, like, these, uh, like, the modern Salem witches, essentially. Because yeah. Agatha Harkness is one of the original Salem witches, which we'll mm-hmm. find out in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of spoiled, because I, I read the comic before the show finished up, so I, we kind of spoiled that for us a little bit. A little bit. But, but it, was, it was cool. They kept her name secret, so even people But who, Agnes and Agatha, like, I kind of made that, I was like, is that going to end up being a thing? Well, you're, you're smarter <laughs> than I am. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> She was one of the uh, Salem witch trial uh, witches who got burned at the stake, mm. and she was also like ended up like mentoring and teaching uh, Scarlet Witch a lot of what she knows uh, before she did die. Yeah, um, but that's why it, it throws her off when she sees her like during this fight, and like that kind of just like moment like gives her kind of this uh, existential crisis. And there's a part where like Vision is like she thinks Vision is dead, um, but he's really playing possum, just like laying yeah. there. <laughs> um, so she's just spilling the beans about all her feelings about him, and she's like, "I, I wish we had had a child. Like I wish we had a kid. Like we never." even tried but i yeah like where i'm magic and you're a robot and we live in the marvel universe why shouldn't that be possible yeah how could there yeah totally like we we should have tried like that's my one regret and then he's like oh i'm alive i'm doing fine i'm just playing possum <laughs> she's like you piece of shit <laughs> so like i think at that moment on is when i really started to like this comic yeah definitely um, because i think it's a, just a really interesting um because like heroes having a kid is not something that like happens like that's not a thing that oh, really yeah. is that's not a story anyone ever tells because editors are terrified of it yep like, especially in 1985 oh yeah yeah um because like it's very rare for like that to happen and for it to stick mm-hmm. because editors are like oh shit but that the character can't have a, a kid because then they have no story arcs to do I'm like, yeah what? <laughs> and that's yeah and that, that's with all comics like if you have a family like that's one of the main theme, uh, themes in animal man it's like any hero with a family is not gonna end well mm-hmm but it's at the same time, like you can still tell great stories. Oh, from absolutely! That. So, like, I think editors are stupid for like limiting themselves that way. Can I talk about my most hated character in this in this uh, run? Uh, Quicksilver. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I, I was about to ask, do you have a guess? Especially in like the last four or five issues. Oh my Christ, man! He, like he goes like full like uh, Zeta male. Yeah, <laughs> I am a pure male, and I will not be cheated on. I am alpha. Yeah, <laughs> what the it, fuck are you talking dude, about, dude? It and like it almost comes out of nowhere. I mean, it's kind of gradual. But, like, it, it, once it hits, like, it just goes 100 miles an hour, oh. and he's just, it, it's almost unbearable at certain points. I hated Quicksilver so much in this whole run, and especially at the end. I was oh, just yeah. like, I got, I, there's, like, a page I screenshotted because I was like, oh, my God, is this supposed to be a character people like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut ahead just so I can read this now while we're on the topic. Oh, yeah. To, to tell you, it's basically uh, Quicksilver's wife, like, cheats on him. Oh, yeah. And then he finds out, like, she's, like, on her deathbed and whispers it. Oh, is it when he's talking about how, like... She's not pure anymore, and he's as pure as the driven snow. <laughs> and like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll never compromise. Like, I'm as pure as the snow. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I'll never compromise for a woman. Like, that'll make me look weak. And he's like yelling this, uh, like, just to this fucking people in the tundra. It's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's literally just like screaming at the heavens. You yeah, don't you? He runs up on some, what do they call those dudes? Like the Iditarod? Like the husky races? Yeah. He just runs up on some random guy in the middle of like Alaska and he's like, have, do you have a wife? Has she ever cheated on you? Do you know how this feels? <laughs> it's like, if she cheated on you, would you take her back? No, you wouldn't. Good. Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> but you hear me? It's my choice. I'm quoting this right now. They wanted me to take her back, swallow my pride, oh, and accept yeah. that soiled woman back into my arms. <laughs> would you do it? And the, and the guy's like, well, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you would, wouldn't you? The pleasures of the flesh rule other men, but not me. I'm lean and tight. Flesh is my enemy. This guy's <sighs> like Dennis Reynolds. That's, yeah, that's literally like a, a, that's a Reddit post from like an incel subreddit. Like, that is cringe as shit. Yeah. I'm a five-star man. <laughs> I'm a five-star man. Oh, Christ. Yeah, no, Quicksilver is easily the worst character in this run. Yeah, he's, and, and like the guy tries to grab me. He's like, are you okay, son? <laughs> he's like, don't try to hold me. No man can hold Quicksilver. And with my metabolism, I'm, I can generate all the heat I need. Thanks, bud. I didn't ask. <laughs> oh, man. It's some grade A, like, douchebagginess. But yeah, it's, it, it's pretty unbearable If you're sometimes. looking for a character who you just love to hate, they're writing it yeah. up right here, oh, un- yeah. unintentionally, to be fair. Putting it on a platter. Because they, they clearly don't want you to hate him. Oh, no. Because after it, she, like even Scarlet Witch is like, well, what did you expect? You always knew he was hot-blooded, but that's just Quicksilver. <laughs> I know, Wanda, like, even, the parts with Wanda were weird with that, too, because, like, uh, when Norman even, like, or the, the guy that uh, Quicksilver's wife cheats on him with, when he's talking to Wanda, she's even, or she's even, like, making excuses for him and all that. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's insane, like, how much that dynamic plays out in this. 
and, and I apologize if we forget some of the characters' names. There's a lot of characters in this, oh, yeah, in this run. It's like a whole neighborhood. And like a lot of Inhumans, <laughs> too, which I was not ready for. I was not, yeah, like Black Bolt, Medusa, and all those guys show up. Yeah, Black Bolt and Medusa, I'm on board with. I know oh, what yeah, they do, but they sure. were barely in it. We're getting into stuff with like Crystal and like all the other humans. I'm like, whoa, you, you've lost me. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Inhumans is my one of my hugest blind spots. And I guess that's on me, but also... Who who reads Inhumans? <laughs> I mean, for, from that event, new Avengers run, uh, I like Black Bolt a lot. Oh, sure. That's about all I know, well, though. That's, well, that's the thing, is people read that, and they're like, oh, shit, are the Inhumans great? And then you look around, they're like, no, don't know. That's no, the one good it's thing. It's just Black Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but to talk about uh, my favorite issue in this, because I do really, really like this issue, it's called... Uh, um, the mutant who came to dinner, which I think it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a playoff. What's that old movie? Um, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Yep, yes, yeah. it, it, that's what the in the, the cover is even Sydney just like Portier. Yep, and the cover is even just like the cover of that movie. Yep, where it's just like the shadow of uh, of Magneto coming in. Yeah, because um, it's I love issues like this where it's all just like a social gathering. Like you get these a lot in like wedding issues and stuff. Yep, and I think it's usually pretty fun. Usually they'll just be a bunch of interactions, and then oh no, someone's. Busting into the party. <laughs> yeah, like, it's usually very comic-y, but, like, I'm all for that. Yeah, and you get to have, like, a like a bunch of guest stars. It's usually pretty yep. fun. Um, and, and, like, it plays off pretty well here because there's a lot of, like, new family dynamics. And it works perfectly in this comic because this comic is, like, all about, like, raising a family. Yeah, like, weird families. Right, exactly. So it's cool because they have, like, you know, Namor and Captain America uh, over for uh, for dinner. And they get to talk about all the old, like, uh, Human Torch stuff, which Vision is has a, a huge interest in right now. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, it's just like the Theseus ship where he has all these debates like, well, I don't remember my life as the Human Torch, but I was there in a way yeah like, like i feel like that's still a part of me at, at some level yeah so like that kind of like philosophical stuff i think is really cool and i think mm-hmm. i think they've done a really good job of of because i don't I, we shit on the mcu plenty but like oh, there's yeah. a lot of things you can praise and i think oh, v- yeah. vision is the way paul bettany plays vision is fantastic oh honestly that's one of like especially that's definitely the best thing to come out of age of ultron and yeah. like but yeah uh, as vision as a whole like definitely stands out in that whole avengers group yeah because uh yeah because like they do a really good job of just making him uh incredibly human but also like talks like a program still totally like, yeah. has like those kind of logical like loops that they have to go through to reach a conclusion like i think it's really good and you get some of that here too yeah it's a good balance yep uh, so it's it's cool having him see the, uh, get those existential crises, and then also it comes up again when like you know Simon Williams comes over and whatnot. Um, but then yeah, like we talked about, the big event is Magneto comes in, uh, just wearing like a just like a leather coat. And yeah, jeans. he's just he's just a hundred percent dadded up or yeah. gra- granddadded up. Yeah, it's like oh, I heard I'm having a grandkid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show up and be a family member for now. He's got his boots and jeans. Yeah, and of course when he shows up, everyone just puts up fists. Like, are we about to fight? <laughs> about to throw down. And at this point in continuity, because I've actually read up to this point in the X-Men in my Claremont read-through, okay. so I actually know exactly what was going on at this point. At this point, uh, Magneto is actually leading the New Mutants. Oh, um, okay. In in the Claremont's New Mutants run, eventually uh, the new leader becomes Magneto for a couple arcs, and it's pretty interesting to hmm. see them like play off that. Cool. So he even mentions like the New Mutants at one point in here. But yeah, so that, that's what. So that's why Magneto showing up here is not that surprising because if you're reading continuity at this point, he is kind of making that turn towards a good guy right now. Yeah. Um. So he's like, and there was a big event called the First Secret Wars. Um. Ah. The one that the other one's based off of. Okay. Um. Where Magneto did team up with them to beat the Beyonders. So like, there's kind of like a loose trust between them at this point. Okay. Um. So like, they, they it's enough to let him like sit down for dinner and not cause a big scene. Like you don't have to fight him. Yeah. Um. But it's not enough where like at the end when Magneto goes to talk to Wanda, like it's not gonna be all for all's forgiven. Yeah. She's not all open arms. Right. She's like like you're my father and like you're the grandfather of this child, but I'm you're not just gonna come in here and ask for permission and expect to get it, or uh, forgiveness and expect to get it that easily. Yeah. We're not naming the kid after you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which act, there's a cool moment where it's just a subtle thing where like Magneto gets totally shaded by that at at, at the end. <laughs> just like oh, they're both named after the the husband's side. Yeah. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> you even named named one of them William Williams. I see how it is. <laughs> right. That's a horrible name. Uh, but she says, yeah, if you want my forgiveness, like, and this is a good line, like you're gonna have to do a lot more than ask. Yeah. Like you have to show it. And uh, and I like. Uh, how Magneto reacts to this because he's very like honor driven at this point he's like damn it you're right that is how it works <laughs> right that's how I would react you are my daughter <laughs> well played yeah um, and he just kind of flies off and he says like uh, Vision Quicksilver come with me and yeah like, oh shit what's about to happen yep I was expecting like some kind of heart to heart. Like, tell your wife stop being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be good. Yeah, but what it is is he's like, 
we're in danger. And all of a sudden, like, oh shit, it's starting. Like, this is this is the twist. Right. And it's like, I, I need you two to help me. You're the only ones I trust with this. And he takes them to the back where all of a sudden they get attacked by these doppelgangers, which comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they have to fight like a fully powered Magneto, Quicksilver, and uh, Toad, and Mastermind. They're members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It's an X-Men thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're fighting these clones, which they find out. I'm not going to go over all this because this was another example of... <laughs> continuity this, bogging this exactly down. Yeah. this was a lot of ins and outs there's there's a whole subplot going on here that's but that was going on during the avengers i have not read but i picked it up just based on context clues here yeah yeah where and it's so dumb too the toad gets like cosmic powers and, be, and like gets like a forge to create up that really threw me for a loop i was, I like, was like what's happening when did this happen <laughs> When the hell was there a whole ass fucking uh, Toad arc in yeah, the Avengers? He's literally called like the Toad King in this. Like he's renamed himself. It's would, insane. I would have been like, oh, they're doing a Toad arc in the Avengers. I'm going to drop it this month. Yeah, because like, because in this issue, you think it's going to end up just being like a one off thing where it's like, oh, Toad like did some wacky big plan and it failed, and then it's like that's all we'll see. Oh, it was no, way bigger than he I thought shows it was up like be. for three more issues. Yeah, no, it's a way bigger thing than I thought it was going to. Oh be. yeah, I did not care for it at all. I didn't either. It was very boring because them fighting these <laughs> doppelgangers is fun. It's because like, another, I think what made it the worst is that Toad's whole motivation was just that he was jealous and wanted Wanda. Oh, that that was, was the whole motivation. The, I may be ugly, but I'm alive and you're a robot. Right? And this then is it, should, we just, should we talk about how that wraps up right away? Yeah, might as well. He literally like beats Vision and Spider-Man and yeah. he gets to Wanda and but she's like nine months pregnant and he's like, Ew, you look gross and then gets by. Oh, it's so bad. It is so bad. <laughs> I'm like, is this what I is this why I read that arc? <laughs> Is this the twi- is this the big character moment for the Toad? It's it, it it's almost insane. I don't know where that came from. If you were looking for a twist, what what is the Toad like on the inside? Oh, it's he's just as shitty as you thought he was. <laughs> like literally, I thought the only purpose of that character was just just be a henchman for oh, Magneto. Oh, that's what he should be. And that's like because I only remember him from the X Men animated show. Like that's all I know him from. That is exactly what he is. <laughs> he's the most forgettable member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Oh man. Maybe not the most forgettable, but he's yeah, on the but, lower on the list. No, like, I literally laughed out loud when I got to that part in the final issue where he told literally just like, ew, like you look gross. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to just, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. I can't believe that was the payoff. Yeah. So that, there's this is such a mixed bag when I'm reading this because there's some issues where I'm like, oh, okay, this aged, oh, yeah. this aged well. I really like this. This Absolutely. is actually, this has a lot of value. I can see why they adapted this. And some issues where I'm like, Holy shit, this is too much. Yeah, I mean, thank God they didn't adapt that Toad plot. Yeah, oh my God. that's never being adapted. That was a miss. That was a big swing and a miss. Oh, man. Like, If you would have told me that the Toad was going to be one of the biggest antagonists of this fucking arc, I would have been I probably very surprised. Because <laughs> um, unfortunately, the best parts are really like in the middle and at the end. Uh, the last issue is pretty good. Um, there's an issue with uh, there's the, a cool like Spider-Man issue yeah. where like Peter Parker comes to like do an op-ed piece on like Wanda and Vision in their house and all that, I like and, then, that. Yeah. and then Toad shows up and they get in the fight and kind of ruins it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it started out good yeah for sure um, and yeah the last issue's great there's also the whole subplot with like uh, Crystal and Quicksilver which again yeah, I that's was the not whole... I was not interested in no that's, that's but not... I think that's I think that was the thing that led into the event because, uh, like, it, that I think You're that's right. the thing that was supposed to set Quicksilver down his like evil path. You're right. <laughs> so that that's the unfortunate part about this book because I think it would have been so much stronger if it would have just been allowed just stand to stand alone. alone. Yeah. yeah. Instead of tying into all the shit. Yeah. Because I, I think they were worried that people weren't going to read a Scarlet or a Vision and a Scarlet Witch comic unless it tied into Especially something. Especially in 1985. Unless you make people think, well, you can't miss it. It ties into the story you're reading. Yeah, for sure. Like, they do that a lot where it's like, oh, you better read this other book or else you're not going to know what's happening. Yeah. It's like really, this was not necessary. Unless you want to know how with how the the toad really feels about it. <laughs> no, oh man. Um, and there's an issue too where like uh, Vision just kind of gets like tricked by Enchantress, which is the one. It's a throwaway. it's like the oldest Enchantress plot in the book, and the, without a twist on it, even it's just she en- enchants him, yeah. and then fucking fights the Scarlet Witch. It's like yeah. Because the whole, like, hook of it, or semi-hook, is supposed to be like, oh, Enchantress, she can seduce any man, but can she seduce an AI or robot man? But it's like, oh, but he's still still kind of Simon Williams, so there's, like, a mix. So and that's it, what ends it, up being the twist. He's like, but you don't know that I'm human, so I yeah. have weaknesses. I'm like, but that's not really an excuse. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> you still cheated on your wife. <laughs> he's like, I think I did it willingly. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that out loud? That was the, that was the silent part. <laughs> You were going against the enhanced, bro. You, <laughs> you had it in. <laughs> you had a complete out. Oh, man. So, yeah, that issue, this, it was fine, but it felt uh, totally unnecessary. I mean, ba- I, the biggest thing that, that we learned from that is that uh, Illusion and um, 
Oh, right, Glamour and Illusion, we haven't talked you about You find out yet. that they're actually, like, international jewel thieves, right. or whatever, or, like, big heist people. Even that never really has a payoff. And I don't care about it. Yeah. It's like, cool, the they steal shit, and they don't want Wanda and Vision to find out. I'm sure that'll happen. Like, at first I was interested in it, because I was like, ooh, what's, th- what's this gonna be? Yeah, but, but it then- never, it literally just ended up, uh, I think a conversation between the two of them came up, where it's like, oh, we should steal this, so we can buy them a cool, like, uh, uh, baby shower gift. It's like, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> Love it. Uh, and then, yes, we have uh, Quicksilver finding out. Crystal, like, ends up taking too much, like, inhuman juice, which is never explained. It's a thing in another book that apparently just exists. Yeah, apparently they can't stand the pollution on earth so they have to drink a serum and she ods on it and oh my god these okay. editor notes like it's not just the avengers it's like oh, yeah. literally this happened in fantastic four this happened in ant-man yeah oh you you're not reading blade this happened in blade i yep. made that one up but still <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that far yeah so it's like there's so much this and if you're reading it live it's different so that's why some books age better than yeah, others for sure because if you're reading this book while these other books are coming out it's a little more reasonable that you'll at least know what's going on, mm. even if you're not reading it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's tie-in comics exist and can be good, but at oh, the yeah. same time, it also makes them not hold up as well, which is the problem. Definitely. And you can put editor's notes in here, which made it so I understood. Like, yeah. I understood what was happening. I just felt super underwhelmed because it was just a random thing that was invented just for that plot and then never came up again. Exactly. Like, oh, the inhuman drug. Oh, ne- it doesn't matter anymore? Okay, then I forgot. <laughs> Who cares anymore? It'll never come up again. <laughs> Oh, uh, Crystal's in a coma, and now Quicksilver uh, found out she cheated on him, and the thing he cares about the most is that. Yeah. Not that she's dying. (laughs) It's that, but my pride is a white-blooded male. Now everyone's going to know. I'm pure as the snow. Did you know that? (laughs) Oh, man. I'm a five-star Quicksilver. (laughs) I do. One character who I thought came off really well in this comic is uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Doctor Strange is just a sweetie in this whole comic. <laughs> right? I love him. Yeah, he's the man. And he's just always there for her, too. Like, he's such a good pal in this. Right. Like, to, just to put it in the most chummy way, that that's pretty much what he is. He's just Mr. Reliable. Yeah, if you want a magic OBGYN, you want Doctor Strange. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> he's like, listen, I'm a busy man. I, I do lots of mystic arts. I do lots of things. But first and foremost, I am a doctor. And, and I'm yeah, happy to help you. And this is important. Right. And he's like, if I can be available, I'll be there myself. Right. Like, that's dope. It's like, well, not only do I have, like, an expert doctor, I have the Sorcerer Supreme oh, yeah. watching over me yeah yeah you can't ask for better <clears throat> so I, I thought that was really cool because he comes up a lot in this comic and actually has like some cool things to say like he does oh, a lot yeah. of, like because they have a lot of questions like how did this happen yeah like well how are we having a child and he's like well it's some kind of magic or some kind of weird fluke but I'll, I'll be here to make sure nothing goes wrong because i'm the fucking sorcerer supreme yeah like i got your back and even when she's about to give birth like dr strange is like fighting dormammu like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he comes back from a giant like uh cosmic battle he's just like oh man i need i need rest and wong is like hey uh scarlet witch is about to give birth it's like, oh shit, gotta go. <laughs> gotta go, right away. <laughs> Duty calls. <laughs> like, what a, what a guy. Unfortunately, Grim Reaper has a really cool tie-in with the Vision, and I even like their dialogue together. Yeah. But Grim, Le- Grim Reaper's just really lame. I mean, the outfit doesn't help. No. It looks very goofy. And why does his scythe, why does the main end of the scythe that he uses, why it's, is it blunt? It's the blunt end. Yeah. He never uses the blade. <laughs> That's just, the whole he, thing. He just thomps people with the end. Is that what death does? <laughs> no. I'm here, I'm here to collect your soul. Thonk. <laughs> I mean, I guess in the long run, that'd probably end up being more painful. That's going to take a hell of a lot longer. Just give me the blade. No. <laughs> thonk, thonk, thonk. Going to play this out. Uh, can we talk about Magneto's 80s costume? It's just like purple sweats. And yeah, it's in a belt. It's uh, another Dennis Reynolds kind of reference here. It's like Dennis's like glam rock oh, like outfit. The yeah, with the cod piece. <laughs> the, the, I like, look like a rock god. There's some <laughs> costumes that they just got right the first time and then for some reason try to adapt. Oh yeah. And it just is always a failure. Yeah, because they, they there was a flash of a panel when uh in the Magneto comes to dinner when he first walks in. They show like the classic Magneto panel, and it's like his. And the costume his, is perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And then they throw this weird purple glam rock on him. It's like, <laughs> all right, I guess we're in the eighties now. Yeah. That's fair enough. It fits. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like such a downgrade because it's like, um, like his costume is literally perfect. Like it's barely been adapted through the years because it's so good. Yeah, why Except would you? Why would you ever change? When it? we get to the eighties, when he's got to be the funk god. <laughs> <laughs> About to pull out a base. And Wonder Man has never had a good costume like ever in his life. Like, look at, are you in it's, this last issue right yeah, now where he's the, the green and red and the, the big W and the, the the silver belly button or the yellow belly button diamond? Yeah, I, I don't know how that got like green, green lit. It's so ugly. Someone should have said something. <laughs> oh, these costumes. 
Scarlet Witch and Vision look good. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, but one thing I do kind of like uh, in this final issue is uh, Grim Reaper and then, like, the, the resurrected zombie of Simon Williams are basically going to, like, wreck havoc. Um, and you would think this God, would be... God, how, how often does Simon Williams' dead body get thrown around in this art? <laughs> no. Like, they, it just gets dragged from place to place. Like, all right, let's try let's try doing something with it with uh, on this plan. And like, oh, that fucked up. Let's drag his corpse to a new location and do this plan. It's like, Christ, let the man rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either let him be dead or just, like, fucking don't acknowledge it. <laughs> Right, <laughs> just let it be. Yeah, nobody wants Simon Williams back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop trying to make it happen. Oh man. Um, but what I do like about this is you would expect this final issue to be this big confrontation between like Vision and the Scarlet Witch right before they go, you know, have their baby. Yeah. But what I do kind of like is instead of that, Vision and Scarlet Witch get to focus on that. Like that's their whole story in this issue is just getting through like the childbirth and having their child and like the joy of that. Yeah, for but sure. The real conflict comes when Magneto steps up to the plate. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And he's like, "Oh hell no! Like I'm defending my kids." Right. I love that. And he just like goes to town and beats them himself. <laughs> yeah, you're not ruining this special day. Yeah, he's the hero of the day for this, and I thought that was really cool like he just goes in yeah him and wonder man oh and wonder man sorry yeah <laughs> i give him no credit give him a little bit i of give credit. him no credit <laughs> um but I, I thought that was really cool how that ended up playing out because and magneto even says multiple times he's like don't tell her i did this yeah because like he he knows he has to earn like his his way back into good graces but he doesn't want it to look like he's like you know pr- like a uh, desperate spear yeah desperate yeah. to like get it done like he wants to like take time with it yep he's like i asked for forgiveness from no one like i will earn it yeah for like, sure. like, that's awesome like, yeah no Mag- a, magneto shines in this room yeah, no he's so good in this oh yeah and then yeah what's cool is that uh she ends up having twins and the second one was like a, a this ends up being cooler in hindsight because the second one ends up being billy who ends up having like mega uber cosmic powers like he's one of the most powerful characters in marvel yeah because doctor St- it ends up being that doctor strange couldn't even like uh tr- like detect that he was in there yeah. like he could only detect uh the other one with the stuff they've done with billy's character from this point on going back and reading this again it almost kind of gave me chills because really? like uh billy's character gets like that's wiccan right yes okay um so like he mentioned like the demiurge when we were reading strike yep, force yep. It didn't come up a lot but it's basically like he is like a cosmic god essentially in the future okay so he one day will be that makes sense um so it's really cool how this plays out where Doctor Strange is like, wait, there's twins? Like, we've done all the medical tests. We've done everything. I've even done, like, sorcery. Like, I'm the sorcerer, I'm the sorcerer supreme, and yeah, I didn't yeah. see this coming. Yeah, it's like, I can't detect it, but, like, I see the head. Like, it's right there. Yeah, so that gave me, like, chills when I was reading. I was like, oh, shit, yeah, it's the demiurge. That's crazy. Yeah, that, oh, it was so cool. Um, but then, yeah, they have their kids. Uh, that They're named um, uh, Tommy and Billy, of course. Um, and they made a really interesting point where it's like, if Vision is Simon Williams, then he should, he would have the Williams last name, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. Then, so yeah, so they're naming their kid William Williams. Yeah. <laughs> then someone brings up, it's like, oh, what about Billy D. Williams? It's like, like, you know what? Fair. <laughs> kind of the same, but that, I think that's more a stage. But yeah. yeah it, it, it works. It works. Um, and, and also Vision, uh, I think he even mentions, like, his last name, he's not going to actually use the last name Williams, so he, yeah. he's just Vision. It's just Vision. So, like, actually, technically... Because, good lord, does Vision Williams sound horrible? Oh, my that God. It sounds like a cheesy, like, 70s buddy cop movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Vision Williams. I get the job done. I'm a cop with special powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically, this comic just ends with, like, a super happy ending of, like, yeah, it's, it's us and the kids, like, here we go. Yep. And I don't understand the history perfectly, but from what I understand, I think from this point, the kids at first, I think, got retconned out of existence. <laughs> really? Like, I think almost immediately after this comic, they just like, nope. And they were like, didn't acknowledge it at all. But they, they went back eventually and just like, were like, nope, remember those kids that happened one time? They were real and you forgot. Okay. Uh, so, and whoever did make that retcon definitely wanted to, or had an idea with the Billy thing mm-hmm. or, or kept on that track. Well, if you're interested in the uh, the, the Billy uh, story, the Demiurge thing, I highly, highly, highly recommend reading um, uh, Kieran Gillen's um, uh, Young Avengers run. Okay. Uh, yeah, he... I know for sure I need to read some more Wiccan stuff because I know he's a great character. And, and if you liked Vader, it's the same writer who did Vader. Yeah, yeah. And, and like maybe my favorite working artist, which is Jamie McKelvey. Um, okay. And it's just a 12-issue run. You can eat it, uh, read it super quickly. It's huh. so fucking good. It's like Kate Bishop and uh, um, Miss America and um, a whole bunch of other... Uh, Billy, uh, Teddy... Okay. Uh, a whole bunch of, and Kid Loki. Whole, oh, okay. A whole bunch of crazy huh. characters just going on a cosmic journey like for 12 episodes with... A, 
fantastic art. It's so fucking good. Dope. Um, so yeah, if, if you're interested in uh, Billy, I highly recommend reading that because that's what made me a fan of the character. Uh, but that will bring us to the end of those issues here. What we're going to be talking about to close this out is the uh, WandaVision show. We've actually ended up talking about it, just we couldn't help ourselves a little bit throughout this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to give our overall thoughts, because um, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about it at all. Yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. We've talked about it a little bit. A little bit, bit yeah. In the, the past episodes, yeah, like yeah. just in the beginning. Um, so I won't go over t- too much of that stuff, because my o- my thoughts on like the first few episodes, I think the first two got me pretty excited, because... Mm-hmm. The first two were super like uh, tight lipped about like information. Yep. And like there was just a couple scenes where like it would the uh, like the the weirdness would start in clever subtle ways too at first. They yeah. St- at they first. St- the subtlety went out the window eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like the first episode is great because there's that one like scary scene where like the, uh, he's choking at the table mm-hmm. and like the angle breaks for the first time off of that sitcom angle and yep. like just goes to like a regular angle and it just like zooms in. On, I love uh, that actor. I can't never remember his name, but he's, he's all about in a bunch of Coen brothers movies, but yeah, he's hilarious. He's in like Curb Your Enthusiasm and yep, like a bunch yep. of sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. He's hilarious. And then there was the mom from uh, that 70s yep, show. Yep. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name either. Unfortunately. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a sitcom guy. Sorry. Me neither. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that was a really clever scene because I didn't even like notice it at first until like I, I can't remember if someone called it out to me or if I saw it on the rewatch. But like once the angle broke, like it's subtle. Like that's a subtle way to break things. And then also just like stop it, stop it, like over and over. It's a yeah. really creepy scene that doesn't really happen again. Yeah, they did that. I liked that scene a lot too. Yeah. Um, because the second episode is also very weird, but like you know, it evolves a little bit. Yeah. Third episode um, is, is pretty good. I like you know how they change it for the first time, and then like Monica gets involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like that. But then the fourth episode is where I think I started to have problems, because the fourth episode just completely goes like, okay, well, shit. We what if we lose our MCU fans? Yeah. Let's explain everything. Yeah, they literally just laid out the blueprint. Yeah, that, that bothered <laughs> me so much. Where it's like episode four, let's answer all your questions. I'm like, what? No, I don't want that yet. Yeah, because the whole build up to that show and like the early reviews, just like, oh, it's so Lynchy and it's so mysterious. And then as soon as that happened, I'm just like, yeah, this is about where I expected this to head. Yeah, because then when you go back to the the sitcom stuff, all of a sudden it feels so much less because I'm not. You know, like looking at the cracks and trying to find exactly. clues and trying yeah. to find hints as to what could be happening. I don't need to. I know yep. what's happening. Yeah, there's no point in going back. And I know this that. is all just like a la la act, and none of it matters. Yeah. So like, who cares? Yep. <laughs> so that that's the problem is like you lose the whole mystery, but then you still want to have it be like mysterious, and that's the problem. And like, obviously, it's a big fault of being Disney and being MCU. Like, they have to make it palatable and easily consumable, but it's like leave trust your audience yeah that's the thing like don't like give your audience a little bit of credit just a Mm. little bit this this oh and this makes me want to eventually on this podcast go back and watch legion oh yeah because legion is a perfect example of how to do a show like this but do it so much more like in a clever way or you know you could just watch twin peaks well i've seen comic (laughs) books yes yeah yeah Yeah. but yeah comic books wise yeah um because like in legion like they had these kind of like uh, unanswered questions they'd give you some of them but they'd always be adding more yep. as you went and it was never something where it was fully explained like they don't just hash out every detail like yeah. it's more of an eluded uh, like an illusion towards something yeah you'd be like, like oh i think i get it now yeah, yeah. but oh maybe i don't okay okay oh this, yeah. this changes things yeah because yeah, you never want everything to like fit exactly in the place like that's when it gets trivialized and like you could forget you saw the damn thing right exactly um and like the the characters who we have in like the the outside the the hex which they call who, it which, who is freaking military oh he's the worst Joe bro at, like, at first I thought he was like uh, some kind of like scroll or something clever like some kind of mind controlled <laughs> magic person or something but it's no nah, he's just like Avatar like army guy that's literally just a James Cameron like military officer character and to be fair <laughs> those people exist and they're just as shitty as they're portrayed but also it's not fun to watch I literally laughed out loud when he, in the last episode when he's stepped out of the car and just shot at the kids. He just pulls <laughs> his gun out and just immediately starts shooting. Bam, bam, like, empties the clip. Start blasting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little, uh, like, I understand, like, uh, uh and that, well, that's, here's the, here's my main problem with it. I love when movies do that kind of, like, anti-military thing, especially in the MCU, yeah. because the MCU is so, like, heavy, like, kind of, like, military, like, not it, quite propaganda, but it, pretty close. It walks the line. Yeah. A lot. And so, like, <laughs> it's cool when you have, like, an antagonistic group like that where it's like, oh, shit, yeah, the government, these agencies, they are bad. They are just as evil. And they can even be cartoonishly evil. My problem with it, even outside of that, is then you have, like, 
Oh, but here come the good military guys. Yeah. Like, here it, comes the FBI. the FBI. They'll save the day. <laughs> it's like, you, you make the awesome Jimmy Woo, like the FBI guy. It's like, how can you not love him? But it's like, wait, he's in the FBI. I uh, love him when he quits the FBI. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yeah, that dynamic gets a little like awkward sometimes. But yeah, it's. Because that's kind of an MCU trope that I've noticed, like after watching this, is because like that's kind of a, a thing in uh, even Winter Soldier, which Winter Soldier yep. was one of the ones where I was like, oh, okay, they're kind of doing like a, like a more critical thing. But even that's kind of like, well, there were some bad army guys. Or some bad CIA guys, but we got rid of them. The good CIA is moving in now. Like, yeah, but that's not really the point. So the yeah, point like, is that the CIA is bad. Yeah, like we don't need to actually change structurally. Like we just got rid of those couple bad guys. Yeah, it's like that. That doesn't help. So that's what. Makes, <laughs> that's why when I'm at the ending of this, when like the cops come in and arrest that guy, I'm like, <laughs> neat. The bad guys are helping the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> round up everyone in this general area. The bad guys arrested the bad guys. Win. <laughs> that's a win. Yeah, it gets a little awkward sometimes with the. Yeah, so it's like. But uh, Jimmy Woo was a great character. Oh, no, and I love that I actor. I love Randall Park. Randall Park is oh, fucking amazing. I'm really glad he's getting like major like uh, recognition. Oh no, he's he's been of, good for a while. Yeah, he's he's such a great like comedic actor that oh, to yeah. see him in something serious makes him the perfect like uh, comedic relief. Oh, definitely. Um, because like he, when he does comedy too, he does it in a way that's like like subtle and not like you know stupid and in your face. Even yep. when they write him bad jokes, he makes it work. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. So I, I really like that. They, he did really fucking good with this, even if it sucks that they made him like FBI guy. I I know. <laughs> and like even his character story was just pretty lame. Like he comes in, like he's running the show and then he does something like kind of like off the books and then he gets in trouble and then he like picks the handcuffs. It, it's just kind of like yeah. step to step and just like I don't really care anymore. And like the show gets like a little too referential to me sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, it's there's a really weird scene where like uh, Monica is talking to first of all, so happy that Monica's in this show. And oh, she absolutely. got her powers. Yep. And it's photon powers. I was like. Oh my god, you're checking all my boxes. Yeah, I don't know enough about that character, but I I know it's like a good thing. Well, and, well, you, you read Strike Force at least. Yeah, yeah. She was a minor character. Yeah, I got a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's really great in. Um, I highly recommend reading. Uh, uh, Ultimates by Al Ewing. Okay. She's fantastic in Ultimates. Uh, she's also in his uh Avengers book. I forget what it's called. His New Avengers. Okay. Young Avengers. No. I can't remember. It's just one of the first books he did at Marvel. It's, gotcha. just like, it's like Luke Cage and Monica leading their own like Avengers team in New York. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty dope. Um, but yeah, so she, I'm glad that she was in this show. But there's a scene with her and like uh, and uh, Darcy and like some other characters where they're talking about like the events of Endgame. Oh in yeah. Such detail that I thought was so strange. I know. Like, why did you need to go over this? Well, and it's like, how did you know? Like, there's a part <laughs> where she's like, "Well, Captain Marvel's pretty strong. She was one of the only ones who came close to beating Thanos, but Scarlet Witch almost came close. If 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 Thanos hadn't called down his airstrikes, <laughs> she might have defeated him." I'm like. Were you there? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> how do you know that exact, like, account? Like, did you watch the movie? <laughs> I mean, uh, unless we're giving, we want to give, like, that universe, like, uh, documentary credit, like, where they made a super good, like, reenactment documentary I, about I, it. It would have been funny if during the uh, the Portals battle, if there was, like, a film crew there. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. you know, like, war, like, war photographer. <laughs> I mean, I could see something where, like, I mean, Iron Man suit could constantly be recording or some I, shit. I did but... see a fun theory, which if they would have leaned into it, I would have bought completely, which was maybe Scott Lang went on a podcast one time. <laughs> <laughs> that honestly could work. <laughs> and then Scarlet Witch, she did this thing. <laughs> that's I, I like that a lot. Yeah, so it, that's funny. All they had to do was just put that in there. I would have been totally fine with it. Oh, yeah. That's a hilarious explanation, even if that's not what happened. <laughs> For sure. The Quicksilver thing um, was cool at first. Ended yeah, up being a kind cool... of a letdown. I was going to say, like, the initial tie-in was cool. Yeah, where there's like you know you kind of make the meta joke. Where it's like oh you look different, but it because he's from the other X Men movie. But it's, and it was a big shocking moment because it's like oh, that's yeah. a, been a fan theory. It's like well what if they do a multiverse thing and then we get the other Quicksilver? Yeah, it's like oh shit. They did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they didn't. Yeah, but then it turns out the reason he looks different is because he's some random dude yeah. whose name like Richard Boner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it does open the door, though. It does. For, for it, those kind of things. It's definitely open-ended. So. And, and it, it, I think they very clearly did that to to do that. So oh, that yeah. when Spider-Man comes around, people aren't like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> for sure, yeah. Because yeah, now it's kind of like a thing that already is like, well, they, we might do it again. Yeah. Um, I think it's there's a very quick, almost rushed kind of uh change of pace at like episode eight where like all of a sudden they're like well did you know that wanda is magic now we're making this a whole thing about magic i'm like well this came out of kind of nowhere i know um, like I, I it was a cool concept i like that they actually are leaning towards that side of of wanda mm -hmm. but it's like yeah they definitely wanted to rush the shit out of that yeah so i think maybe because there were some episodes in here that i think could have been cut like that oh episode, easily get rid of it get rid of it um there's like another episode in there that i can't remember which is why you should cut it <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> uh but 
yeah, there's there's definitely some meat on the bone here that could be cut, and then you could have more of those like setup scenes of like the magic stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'll take a little more Catherine Hahn in that. Season. Oh, um, yeah, she was fantastic. Like, yeah, Ag- Agatha was great in that. Oh yeah, so she was really good. I, I would have liked more scenes of her being Agatha. Oh yeah, before it has to become like the big battle. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. As soon as she reveals herself to be Agatha, it pretty much goes straight to MCU battle in the sky. Yeah, as soon as we got past like the flashback and her, the first encounter with those two, it was just like big baddies like punching. Yeah. Yeah. each other and doing magic spells i would have loved that basement scene with the runes to happen like an episode or two earlier oh yeah and then have her just like go back to the illusion just teasing her be like yep. howdy neighbor wink wink yeah, yeah. that would have been way cooler yeah and then have her just be like well what do i do i'm not powerful enough to defeat her yet like i gotta plan this cleverly yeah that would have been a really cool dynamic yeah um because she was great she was so fucking good at this yeah. but by the time she's really like being herself, you don't get too much of it, which is disappointing. Yeah, it kind of teetered off. Yeah, because like there is kind of an interesting flashback to like you know the Salem witch trials, and yep. it ties into like Agatha's comic origins. Um, and it is kind of cool that they are kind of making magic like an actual thing instead of being afraid to do it. Oh yeah, in the no, MCU, I'm... I'm glad they finally just because even Doctor Strange we've talked about was walking the line where it's they, magic like, light. They wanted it to be like sciency kind of exactly. Because yeah. even the ancient one is like we bend the reality to make magic. I'm like you're making it too sciency. You just you do the hocus pocus. That's what you do. Yeah, like <laughs> like you get a decent amount of like quantum physics and stuff like that with Iron Man and uh, That's and thing. Hulk. So it's yeah. like we don't need just an uh, like an extra addition. Sometimes to it. you can just go abracadabra. Yeah, just go full okay. magic, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm for that for 100. percent So I'm glad they're actually doing that. And yeah, even, like, doing like runes and shit. Yeah, and, like making up their and own then, lore. That's yeah, fine. I'm glad we got or. The, the well they called it what Book of the Damned the yeah. Blood Bible gave me like we'll a, call it the Blood Bible it kind of reminded me of the Blood Bible from yeah. our Hickman that we read recently yeah yep. um, that Doctor Strange used so yeah I really I'm glad that that connection with Wanda and Doctor Strange is going to be a thing that it seems like it's going to be pretty big yeah so I think that's pretty cool um, yeah there's a lot of stuff that just seemed like especially in the final episode which was just like it made it feel kind of just like the MCU in between show yeah for sure it's like, I love that Monica Rambo was in this, but it did feel a little bit like she was in this just to give her power so she could be in Captain Marvel 2. Exactly. It was just it was just like, a, hey, this character's pretty cool. Oh, look, this is like the character you know now. She's got her powers. Uh-huh. Like, now you gotta wait until, like, the real stuff happens. Because, like, she had some great scenes. It just kind oh, of yeah. was, like, few and far between. Like, the scene of her, like, uh, during the blip, like, that was actually a really cool scene. That was scene great, yeah. Because you don't know what's happening at first, and yep. by the time you figure it out, you're like, oh, shit, they're showing us this. This is yep. really cool. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like, that gave me, like, uh, like leftover vibes. Where oh, like, yeah. all of a sudden, you're opening in a scene you never thought you'd actually get to see, and yep. now you're seeing it. That was so cool for me. Yeah, it's that like leftovers, scenes, but, yeah. like, the opposite, where the right. people that disappeared, like, pop back. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that was a really cool encounter. Mm-hmm. And just seeing, like, the logistics of, like, do you have a cell phone? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that confirms the theory of, like, the people that got... Uh, dusted like came back in the right, spot where, where they, they got dusted so come people on, that Bruce. were people that were in a plane or like on a boat like they're fucked <laughs> what the hell oh god <laughs> like they literally just came back in midair like oh man yeah or just like in the ocean and now you're shark food yeah that's yeah. rough all, all, Bruce all you gotta do is I, I'm blipping everyone back to a single place that's very safe <laughs> yeah <laughs> make it a safe landing all you gotta do Bruce oh man <laughs> um but yeah, and then some positive things to talk about. Um, well, let me finish my thought first. They, they set up a lot of uh, MCU stuff that I yeah. thought was kind of out of place. Like, the final scene, like, sets up for Captain Marvel 2, which is strange. Like, a Skrull shows up in this show, which I was like... Okay. Yeah, so so they are going to do some kind of secret invasion, apparently? Like, that's um, going to be a thing? I don't know. I think that was more of a setup for Captain Marvel 2 than it was for that secret invasion show. There okay. is a secret invasion show. Oh, that's what I was getting. And it very well might have Captain Marvel in it. I think that would make a lot of sense, considering like, she is, like, Kree, Skrull related more than anyone, but yeah. But the main assumption is that uh, the, the Kree woman was talking about Nick Fury, right? No, I think the the, uh, Cause, that, cause the scroll that, woman um, was yeah. talking about... Or that, no, the scroll woman. No, because what the scroll yeah. woman told her was, um, I, I'm... I, I am a friend of your mother's. Uh, no, no, she says I know uh, a friend of your an mother's. old friend of your mother's. Gotcha, and that's Captain Marvel. I'm 100 percent sure. Okay, because I saw some people were saying it was Nick Fury. No, because Nick Fury wasn't of, friends uh... with Maria Rambo, really. Okay, uh, Maria Rambo was friends with uh, Carol Danvers. That makes sense. They yeah. were like best friends. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's why I think once Captain Marvel heard that, you know, oh, her daughter is back, like she got blipped back, like I have to contact her. Okay. I think that's exactly like, you know, she was a little girl and now she's probably confused. Her mom's dead. Like I should reach out to her. Like gotcha. I don't even know if she knows about her powers yet. Okay. Like it might have just been like, hey, I'm living on the moon now. You want to come say hi? Like have coffee? Like I'm yep, guessing yep. that's what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so I think it's a cool setup. I'm really, because that yeah. Captain Marvel 2 movie is 
awesome looking because it's got Nia Costa directing it, um, and then Miss Marvel and uh, Photon are now going to be in it. Which oh, Miss like, Marvel's going to be in it too. Yep. Oh, cool! I thought it was just going to be the show. Nope, she's, she's uh, the show is going to like set it up, I think, and then awesome, she'll be yeah. in Captain Marvel too. Oh, I'm cool! Like, I'm, I'm super hyped about that. Hell yeah! Um, but yeah, then I think. To, to end it on a positive thing, yeah, the, there's the, definitely I, I the show I thought was fine. I, there were a lot of things I liked. Well, that's the thing is the show is ends up being good because yeah. the 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 heart of it is all just like uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany acting the sh- and Catherine Hahn and a lot of the people honestly, but mainly oh, yeah. those two uh, acting the shit out of their characters. And, Absolutely, yeah. and honestly making them like three dimensional characters for like the first time. Yeah. And, um. Especially Wanda. Like, More so Wanda, yeah. Yeah, Vision had a little bit of it, but Wanda, yeah. they really haven't done anything with besides, like, you know, in Civil War, you're being hunted, and now you're not hunted anymore. Yeah, for sure. Um, it wasn't really, like, an arc. Like, this is the first time they've really touched on, like, her grief over Quicksilver and now Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they really made her a super deep character. And Vision as well, just, like, uh, Paul Bettany playing that character continu- continues to just impress me. Is it just me? Um, I mean, my, my uh, like, biggest or not biggest, but one of the biggest irks I had uh, in with Wanda and, like, that whole setup is the whole thing with her background and how, like, they watched sitcoms when they were kids and, like, that's why she turned, like, that the was, world into a that sitcom. That was a little forced. I don't know if we needed that. I, I, you didn't need to have that. Like, yeah. like it could have just been there. Like, that's just what happened. Like, that's mm-hmm. what, what was put into place. Like, you don't need to have that weird backstory thrown in. It felt like, like a little... It's uh, forced as shit. Yeah, it, it felt like a little <laughs> just kind of, like, first draft script. It's yeah. Like, well, this is why it was the the... Uh, the TV show. Yeah, so like, she... Oh, well, that wasn't a question really any of us were asking. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, like what? If, I mean, lots of people like sitcoms. It could just be that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, man. Like, oh, I-, I watch TV. I like TV. You know what? That's the most relatable thing about her. <laughs> yeah, like that. That was just a, a nugget that did not need to be thrown in. That just felt so unnecessary mm-hmm. and forced. But the rest of that scene. But that's the thing. That scene was fine on its own without that. That was actually oh, yeah. a really good scene. Because the sitcom thing wasn't even the most important thing about that. Right. It was you know her parents like being just awesome people and just yeah. like them like you know like being loving parents like right and having this happy moment before. You know, a the bomb, yeah. Yeah. And then also showing that she actually has always had magical powers and she actually made the bomb not go off. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool retcon. And yeah. Th- I feel like that's all you need for that flashback. That's the tie in. Yeah. Like, you don't need that sitcom angle. Or, or you know, it could have even been the sitcom one. You just make it a lot more subtle than what it a was. A lot more subtle. Like, don't go to, like, the box. Which sitcom do you want to watch tonight? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You have, like, the grand collection of sitcoms. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was so weird to me. Like, it could have just been the last thing that happened before they got blown yeah. to bits was that you were watching well, a sitcom. All it had to be was them sitting down watching, like, I love Lucy. Yeah, that's like, it. Because then it's to her, it's just like the last happy memory of my family. Yep. It didn't even have to be sick. It could have been just whatever you were watching. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like, making it's like, which sitcom do you want to watch? Yeah. I want to watch Gilligan's Island. Like, what kids are these? That part, <laughs> that part just felt so weird. Um, but yeah, in the end, uh, I think a lot of the, the the flashback scenes were interesting because there's a really good one at the Avengers facility too, which was really heartwarming. Where it's oh like yeah, vision like comforting her. Yeah, that having was... like a deep conversation about grief, which I wasn't expecting. And, uh, and like, as for as much uh, hate and discourse as that one line, the the grief persevering line or whatever. I don't like, think it got grief. I think it was just easy to meme. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, the best one from that was uh the uh, andy daly review when he's like doing the pancake review and it's just like <laughs> what is what is grief if not love persevering <laughs> <laughs> that was the best meme i saw on that <laughs> oh man um but yeah it's like people get so butthurt about that it's like this doesn't need to be shakespeare like it's mm-hmm. a it's a cool line like it's it's a touching moment like that's all it has oh, to be I, I love that scene completely, yeah, yeah i love it and like uh, the, all the Vision and Scarlet Witch scenes are just like s- incredibly well acted and carries the show like to the point where I really ended up liking it in the end, despite the problems we talked about. Like, oh yeah, it overshadowed those problems because the heart of it, really the part that mattered the most, was good. Oh yeah. So that's like the pl- some of the plot points and like some of those MCU gripes that are just kind of all in the all the MCU. Like we're gonna talk about those; those exist. They're still problems. They're, they're always gonna be there. But the stuff that was really important, the heart of the show, was great. Yeah. So it ended up being a net gain. I liked it. Yeah, for um, sure. It was it was worthwhile. Yeah. And I really like the scene at the end where Vision confronts the other Vision. That was probably one of the best scenes. Because you think it's just going to be Vision punchies. Yeah. And it was for a and little I'm, while. It was, yeah. Um, but then, like, the first thing he says is, like, well, if your goal is to hunt the Vision, I'm only the conditional Vision. And, mm-hmm. th- and they start having, like, computer talk. And I love when they do this because it's so cool. I know. The line is, he's like, I request elaboration. <laughs> it's just like, that's a, that's a weird, like, like normal sounding line. But, like, the way it come, the way that Paul Bettany delivers it and the way it's, like, played out. There's something out, about that. Yeah, there's something about it that's just a really cool, like, angle 
angle. I don't know what it is. Uh-huh. Because it's like, oh shit, like he's listening. Like, yeah. this, like it reminds you, it's like this is the same personality of the vision. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's and then cool. it's a cool open angle where it's like there is that vision now with all the memories out somewhere in that universe. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely gonna come back, but who knows how. Yeah, and they just become the two floating philosophers talking about like the 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 ship of Theseus. Right. Really cool because <laughs> it's like you if you replace the pots. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that I really like that angle because that, that was the best scene of the finale, I think. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. Besides the ending, which is just like, you know, super sad of the herd, you know, putting your kids yeah. in bed and then, you know, saying goodbye to Yeah, that, to was, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> Although turtleneck vision is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. That's going to be like the vision moving forward. Yeah, it's like he, for the, sure. He, they're going to get the colors back, and now that he has his memories back, yeah. that's why they set up the line of like, we've said good, b- goodbye before, so it stands for I really like that line. It's like, yeah. I, was a, I was a voice with no body and a, a body but not human. Like, who knows what I'll be next? Like, yep. that was a great line. That's a great way for a computer program to think. Is like, right. what is a body? Body means nothing to me. Yeah, I started sure. out as a voice in Tony Stark's head. Yeah. Like, I'll be around. Don't worry. Yeah. No, but, yeah. That was, that's great. That was a great ending. Um, so overall, I think... I. There's a lot of problems I have with it, but I came out feeling really happy about the show because oh, yeah. they got those parts right, and that's what matters the most. So for sure, it was, was a net, it was a net gain for sure. Um, and like they set up some stuff that could be fun in the future with the magic stuff. Oh, for that's, sure. I think that's the problem is that stuff was meant to be in there to set up Doctor Strange and not to be really a part of the show. Exactly, yeah. and that's a problem in a vacuum. For, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. If, if Doctor Strange was going to be coming out next month, I'd have less of a problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a long wait. Right. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so overall, I think I like the show a lot. It gives me high hopes for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I hope that show has as much meat on the bone as this one did. Yeah. Because I'm kind of worried that's going to be like, you know, army bro it's show. It's going to be very military, I'm afraid. Yeah. I, but I, hopefully they take a cool angle on it, but who knows? I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, certainly. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, so hopefully. We'll, we'll see when we get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that was our uh, WandaVision one, um, our episode here. I'm glad we combined those, because that was actually, it was more fun to talk about it as, as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially a show like that, where it was yeah, basically it, it one complete would have been really weird to talk about the first eight episodes and then just the last one that would have been yeah that would have been a mistake i think yeah <laughs> it worked out um but yeah next week we don't know for sure what we're reading next but you will find out on thursday if nothing else or yeah. if you want to uh, again follow us on twitter over at agents of podcast i will tweet as soon as we know i'll put it up on twitter so that way if you do want to read ahead so that way you can know what the hell we're talking about yep you can do that otherwise uh the week after that we know what we're doing we're going to be reading grant morrison's uh, jla run uh as far as we, I, honestly, I think that'll be a book where we just read ahead for fun, but we'll yeah. see. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Because I'll like probably to, end up finishing that. I, I would like to get to the Dark Side story, at least, because I think that would be a really good way it, yeah, to Yeah, Dark Side's on it. It's I one of my definitely. favorite Fourth World stories besides, like, the actual Kirby one. So okay. it'd be a great way to be like, here's cool Dark Side. Here's whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a big contrast. Yeah. So I think that's what we'll do uh, the week after that. So if you want to get started on Grant Morrison JLA, it's on DC Universe. It's awesome. I mean, you don't have to twist my arm to read yeah. Grant Morrison. The art is not my favorite. <laughs> I'll set you up for that. Oh, it's very very 90s art, so okay. there's no avoiding that. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty good regardless. So, gotcha. join us next week for more of the comic books. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>